Okay, guys, it happened again. Uh, podcast is interrupt us, as I call it. I do these on my phone, and I got a phone call in the middle of it from my partner. So, uh, you know, usually it's my wife or one of the staff. So, But today, it uh, was my partner, but that's okay. So I decided, rather than throwing my phone against the wall and having an anger management issue and, uh, you know, we're starting all over again, I just do a second part because, let's face it, there's not that many of us who are involved with this right now. So here's uh, part two, as we say. Uh, Now, where was I? I was in my little list of things to talk about. I was talking about Citadel. So, you know, that's a, that's a good thing to talk about, is whatever that guy Ken Griffin is doing. You know, he bought us a, I think he likes the bicycle, so he bought a, bought the city the whole bike path on the, on the lakefront, which nobody can use now because of the virus. So, uh, you know, that's what you get to do if you're a successful investor, okay? So, all right. Now, we already covered this other item about the virus screening, so we can get rid of that. All right, check. Let's see what this one is. Okay. Yeah, this was Jerome Powell, which is kind of old news from yesterday, but uh, I think I actually went over this yesterday, so let's skip that. I forgot to check these things off. You know, I need a producer so bad. If anybody wants to produce this thing for free, get in touch. Uh, Here's an article which is scary. says, in a replay of 2008, toxic subprime loans could worsen the financial crisis. Stakes are very high for yield-hungry buyers of collateralized loan obligations of of, uh, leveraged corporate debt. Well, it's toxic subprime loans, but it's... It's not housing this time. It's uh, all these companies that are junk bond issuers, and then they they bundle them up and tranche them. You know, if you if you've seen The Big Short or read the book, you know what this is all about. And it ends up being a disaster. However, um, I rather disagree with this because, like, well, I know, but. I do know that the Fed has decided to start buying corporate debt. Now, they're not going to buy, you know, I don't know where they're drawing the line uh, in terms of buying stuff, like they'll, they'll buy junk. But, you know, the fact that there's a corporate uh, or a Fed bid, Fed can print money and buy all the bonds in the world. So that has definitely got a bid underneath these bonds that were, you know, really in trouble. So, oil was up 9% today. West Texas Intermediate, which is usually the benchmark for crude, up 9%. So, where's that going? Uh, we don't know. <clears throat> but it looks like that's got a bit under it. You know, they, you had to pay, pay people to take the stuff last month. They had this weird, you know, kind of a, a squeeze on the futures market. 
which was an aberration. And even Kramer was talking about that affecting USO, but that's not what the, the guy who runs the, the CME said, and I believe him. So you don't get that. I think his name's Duffy. You don't get that job if you're if you don't shoot straight, I don't think. So I'll take him over Kramer. I think he knows more about it than Jim Kramer. With all due respect to Kramer. So anyway though, looks like that has has come back. Uh we talked about net jets and uh Gulfstream, people make those those private jets. I mean if you're a big shooter, you're not gonna get in first class even anymore, you know. So uh there's that. Now, here's a guy, now, I'm going to talk a lot, this is like Air Air Day, you know, this is uh, Air Force Day. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a pilot, but, you know, then I figured out how hard it was, and I was like, I don't want to do this, but, you know, I still have an interest, I like to watch airplanes, but you're not going to be seeing as many here. So, here's a guy who was a virologist, Dr. Joseph Fair, and... You know, who knows better than him? He's a virologist, an epidemiologist. He's like Mr. COVID uh, precaution. So he gets on a plane and he's got his mask and he's got gloves and he does his wipe routine. He thinks he got it through his eyes because he was on a flight, you know, back home to New Orleans. Well, and they packed him in like sardines and he says, you know, I thought I should get off, but I didn't. Well, you know, common sense apparently does not come with a PhD, but... You know, why not Why not drive? Why not take a train? Now he's got the virus, and he's got COVID. So what does this tell you about airlines? I mean, you know, I think at least one of these airlines is going to go bankrupt, and there could be more. So I think they're taking government bailouts, but, you know, it's more just to pay the employees for doing nothing. Who's going to get on a plane who's got any brains? Now, there are a lot of people that don't have any brains, but, you know, I think anybody who's got any brains is going to start trying to fly private jets, you know, business travel. It's not that expensive, especially when you compare it to dying. So, and the other thing, I saw somebody from uh, one of the big four consulting companies like Anderson or somebody, and I said, you know, we travel when our clients want to meet. Our clients aren't going to want to meet with us. They're they're working at home. They're more productive working at home than they were at the office because people don't sit around and BS and go to lunch and God knows what else. So uh, nobody's going to want to. You can just Zoom it. So you don't have to Zoom through the air. You can Zoom over the Internet. So I am very bearish on airlines. And right now they're doing a thing on fitness uh, clubs, which Planet Fitness, and I think Planet Fitness is like, planet doomed i cannot see people going to the health club i think they will buy some weights maybe they'll have a personal trainer come in to their house but i do not see people going back to health clubs anytime soon so i am very bearish on that and let's see what else we got here you know we're very badly produced but we have that uh, authenticity i mean who would who would do something like this? Ah, here's one. Aurora Cannabis went up. Um, they announced they'd done more revenue than people projected, but they didn't talk about how much money they lost. I'm still not there with these, but, you know, 
you did get a bounce here, so. And let's see, Shopify store, you know what that's about. According to Neil Kashkari, and this will be funny, uh, Neil Kashkari is the, I think he's the president of the, the Minnesota, Minneapolis Federal Reserve Branch. V-shaped recovery's off the table. Now, if I can find it, I will reference another story. Most of these are from MarketWatch, by the way. Uh, there's another guy from the St. Louis Fed. Yeah, Bullard. And he says that the, uh, the economy can return pretty close to normal in Q4. So, you know, here's two guys on the Fed with opposite opinions. And that's what makes a market, as we say, in the, we're trying to pretend we're Wall Street investment professionals. So that's interesting. You don't know what to do. But that's kind of, that's what stakes out the, the two ends of the range, basically, when you think about it. You know, people will put a loan multiple on whatever earnings number they come up with. Uh, and then other people will put a high multiple because they expect a fast recovery or what have you. So, now here's an article. This is more in the personal finance uh, level. People talk about their net worth, and what they should really be talking about is their uh, liquid net worth. And I found this out the hard way. I've got some money tied up in some pretty liquid investments. And, uh, you know, I didn't have much cash when this thing hit. And I didn't think I had a problem because I was pulling money out of investments as I needed it to survive because Terry's not making a lot of money right now, earning at least, my mostly passive income. And it was cooking pretty good. And then this thing hit. And I'm like, holy God. So what should you have uh, in terms of liquid assets? Well, what most people have, evidently, the median is twelve grand. Now, that ain't enough, folks. So... Um, now, if you're smart and old, <laughs> you're educated and you're, you know, and you're, and you're what, uh, 60s or 70s, you know, then is this liquid net worth? Oh, boy. Median liquid, liquid net worth. Yeah, yeah, okay. So let me find my, my niche here. Well, I should have $263,000 in liquid net worth. And, you know, depending on how you define that, um, I suppose, okay, but um, certainly not cash. Let's see how they define liquid net worth. And I don't know where the definition of this is. Yeah, I think what they're trying to say here is don't count your house because I can tell you my house is not easy to liquidate right now. Not at the price I would want, at least. So, uh, you know, lesson learned. Have a bunch of cash. <clears throat> cash is king at a time like this. All right. We got here. Tepper yesterday, by the way, I didn't mention this, said that the stock market is the most overvalued he's ever seen, except 1999, which of course was before that uh, March of 2000 dot com collapse. And so that was real bad. 
There are a lot of people pushing back on them, though. Uh, here's a casino tip. Um, El Dorado. I don't know what the symbol is. I don't know whether it trades on the uh, NYSE or the NASDAQ or where, but uh, it's a casino, which I never heard of. Uh, but I hear that they are coming up with a pretty novel incentive for people to come, which is to give them three grand to spend on the, at the tables. You know, so are you willing to risk your life wearing your mask to go in and play blackjack with three grand? Maybe you are. Uh, evidently it's working and it was up today from what I understood uh, MGM popped today because they announced plans to open at 25% capacity my personal thought is that the future of gambling is going to be online and I think from a regulatory perspective it's going to be easier to make that argument because uh, the states make a lot of the take on the boats and all that so if you can have a guy sit in his hotel room and blow all his money while he's in town, if he's in town for a convention, which he's probably not, but if he can sit in his house and blow all his money, you know, that's fine with whoever makes the money. Not fine with if, if, if it's your, your wife or your husband uh, or your kid. But um, the other thing that was pointed out today on uh, Fast Money by Melissa Lee, Harvard girl, as uh, Guy Adami affectionately calls her, you know, they're not going to get that convention business. Uh, that's gone for a long time. No association executive is going to go and have a convention just for liability concerns. Now, it's killing these guys because that's a lot of these associations like ASCO, American Society of Clinical Oncology, that's where they make all their money. But, you know... These are doctors they're not gonna come. So you can you can build it, but they won't come. So they're doing theirs virtually this year, and that's in June, and that's gonna cost Chicago a ton of money. Uh you know, we talk about people gotta eat. So we're talking about a pizza uh, pizza connection here. We talked about that yesterday. We're actually adventures next talking about, you know, getting a franchise for a pizza joint because the pizza places are making Tons of money. So uh, Uber bought Grubhub. So anything that involves delivering food makes a lot of sense. And that may be why Kroger hired so many people to deliver the stuff, you know. Yeah, who wants to go shopping these days? What's next? PNC, we talked about that. A moment of silence. Everyone have dead air. Uh, big money managers take a lead role in managing the stimulus. So um, the Federal Reserve's giant program of corporate bond buying is kicking in. The central bank tapped BlackRock to help it direct the money. So BlackRock becoming very influential and, and PIMCO. So who survives and who dies? It's going to be up to... Wall Street. Oh no. BlackRock and PIMCO are going to be spending the money for the Fed, which is interesting. Uh, BlackRock will have $750 billion as a fiduciary for the Fed. And 
and uh, former government officials encourage the administration not to hire banks. <laughs> they believe money management firms will do a better job. That's interesting. Nobody seems to have much confidence in the banks. Uh, let's see. They were on the phone with BlackRock, PIMCO, Goldman, JPM, but apparently, uh, and they also consulted with Mohammed El Arian. You know, this is all kind of inside baseball. So anyway, uh, here comes that big massive Fed influx, which I think should, number one, help the corporate bonds. You know, HYG, that got a pop on that news. But also will keep these companies from going out of business, and it will keep them from being owned by the government. Because there's a big difference, again, between the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and the Feds, the federal government. Because the federal government will want to own a piece of the company. So, and that's usually not good for companies. So, now, here's one for you drug industry folks. Uh, this is my wheelhouse, Okay. And it's good news for people who do email to doctors because the sales reps can't go into the offices. So they're doing remote meetings. They went from, and this is e-detailing, you know, they went from 5,000 uh, e-details, like Zoom or something, to 317,000 in April. And they're, you know, using email to set them all up. Now they're probably doing onesie twosies. So you can't, I mean, for a long time you haven't been able to have dinner with them or anything because of the Sunshine Act. But you can't really buy free lunches anymore. But now, uh, you know, they're switching to virtual events and teleconferences. And so there's a company called Viva Systems, which I believe is publicly traded. That's V-E-E-V-A. And they are doing a big business doing this. 317 1,000 remote meetings, 7 million emails, uh, and that's both of those are up. Well, it's 316,000 versus 4,900, so that's where they got their number, I guess. Um, and they did uh, 7 million emails versus 1.2, so that's 7x. So, uh, and then ZS is one of the big research companies in this business. They say nearly half of doctors allowed in-person visits before pandemic, and back then only 10% opened emails, which is about right. Um, and that's a nominal figure, too, because the, the open rate can be inflated. Uh, so non-personal promotion is what we call this in the business, and non-personal is in. So if there are any companies out there that are publicly traded that are in the non-personal promotion business, uh, this is where you want to go. And they're also using uh, direct mail, good for the post office, good for the companies that do the mail. Uh, they're doing TV ads. Uh, let's see if that's... Yeah, I guess they're doing that on, on network TV, and they're putting more into the whole website telemedicine side. So that's bullish for companies like Viva. There's a company that's publicly traded, um, which used to be called IMS. And, God, I can't even remember what they changed the name to. But there, there's only a couple of companies out there, really, that are going to be your play here. One of them's WebMD. So... 
I'm going to tell you that there's a, if it hasn't already gotten out of the barn, look at the chart. But on this article, I would go bullish on WebMD, Viva, if it's publicly traded, and IMS, which I can't remember what they changed the name to. And IMS has some competitors. So if you do a little digging, uh, but this is a great article because it, it confirms, you know, I'm surprised that the email's up seven, seven times what it was. But that is that is really a strong trend. So uh, if these guys haven't announced their earnings yet, I think that's going to show up, and I think that's a trend that's going to persist. So, so that's a little uh, that's a Terry special because I was in that business for a lot, of, like three decades. So I I get that business better than I get most. Now this is the final uh, final topic. You can go back to your life. Uh, if you're lending money to friends or family, actually, uh, you've got uh, good news and bad news. You have to give an interest rate on a loan, okay? But it's so low now that the IRS has uh, dropped the number. And, uh, you know, it used to be that people worried about the gift tax exemption, but that's really high now. So people used to try to categorize money they fed to their relatives as loans with no interest. So the Congress decided to whack that mole and require that you would uh, demand interest. Now, uh, the reality of it is that you got to write up all sorts of paperwork to make it legit, and uh, the Wall Street Journal article talks about that. So if you have access to the Wall Street Journal, read up on that. Uh, and you will be better off if you have to lend money to your relatives. And of course, the best thing to do with relatives is don't lend them money, because then if they don't pay, you'll be mad. But, you know, if you want to lend, if you want to call a loan, and if you have estate gift tax problems, then, you know, if you lend them the money and don't expect to get paid, that's how it goes. So anyway, that's 22 minutes. That's too long, sorry. But we had a lot to talk about today. And, you know, first of all, you don't have to listen to this. And second of all, you can quit listening whenever you get bored. So that's it from Alpha's Next today. Don't steal it, but do please share it with your friends and family and, you know, strangers that you pass by but don't shake hands with or get in arguments with about masks and such, as I did the other day. Anger management fail on my part. And that's about it. So uh, you have a, yourself a, a merry little uh, Friday or Thursday evening. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.